0: Sweet Lord. That was pretty good. (laughs) Are we agreed on that? That was pretty damn good. The Raptors win a game that I think the Heat probably thought they had no business winning. The Heat went through the trouble of punting a game against the Celtics, resting the likes of Jimmy Butler and saying, yeah, we're going to get the Raptors on the second night of a back-to-back. Jimmy's going to be fully rested and healthy. And uh, we'll get our win there, looking for some sort of recompense, uh, retaliation, uh, revenge against uh, the Raptors. And they did not get that. The Raptors did not offer them the satisfaction. They beat them. No overtime necessary, 110 to 106. And so a couple guys deserve like a lot of credit in this game, obviously. But first and foremost, Gary Trent Jr., He's um, stacking up accolades at this point. 33 points, match the number on the back of the jersey. Just, (laughs) wow. Impressive shot making. 11 of 20 from the floor. 6 of 10 from three-pointer. The Three-point land, I should say. 5 of 8 from the free-throw line is not good. But, like, why would you nitpick in a game like this, in a run like this? Uh, This is his fifth game in a row with 30 points or more. His fifth game in a row with five threes or more. And you see some of the shots he's taking, man. <laughs> it's it's awesome, awesome to watch a guy put on this type of display as a shot maker. Some of these shots are really, really difficult. Actually, a lot of them are really, really difficult. You'll hear Matt Devlin on the call screaming about being, you know, a shot taker and a shot maker. Um, Blake Murphy, we talked about this on the weekly podcast. Like, is, you know, what did Kyle Lowry say about... DeMar DeRozan, bad shot maker, bad shot taker, that type of thing. But Gary Trent, you know, the uptick in three-point attempts is obviously a super great thing for his game because he is a talented shooter. And instead of taking, like, too many 19-footers, he's now taking 23, 24-footers that, you know, in this type of run have roughly the same, you know, expected percentage of going in, only they're worth one more point And so you can see, like, yeah, 6 of 10 from the three-point line is just absurd. Two boards, one assist, one steal. Some defensive gaffes, like over-pursuing guys, especially it doesn't pay off when you play the Heat because they'll back-cut you and they'll get buckets off of it. That was the case, you know, on quite a few possessions. But that doesn't even really matter because when we look at what he was able to do in this game, the Raptors finish at 110, yes, They got more offensive contributions in the second half from the likes of Fred Manvleet. And Pascal Siakam, despite having a pretty poor offensive game, still brought quite a bit of rim pressure and stuff like that, OG plugging in a little bit too. But Gary Trent's ability in this game to carry them through some of the droughts as a shot maker and do it on this type of efficiency is really, really quite radical. It's impressive. And the Raptors needed every single one of those points. If he wasn't there to rescue from them on some of these possessions or to reward the Raptors for some of their good possessions, where, like, for example, OG Ananobi's in the post. He gets doubled. He takes a baseline. I think Scotty comes down and sets a screen on Gary's guy. Wide open shot, wide open bucket. So Gary in this game was of so much use. And so he was so important to what the Raptors were doing to reward good things happening on the floor. But also to save bad possessions and 33 points on like 24, 25 use possessions, really so impressive from him. Just an awesome, awesome game. I talked about Pascal just a, a smidge, and you know 16 points. He, he he went five for 14 from the field. He missed some of those push shots, and he like he blew a couple layups that he just typically does not miss. Those were tough to swallow, but he still did a pretty good job got to the line for seven free throw attempts, putting a little bit of pressure on the heat that way and making them double him. So four assists, which is actually a little bit low for him in a game like this, but some hockey assists as well for him because he got the defense turning, made plays out of that. But the biggest thing for him in this game was the defense. Now he had 14 rebounds, seven offensive, and those are extra possessions for the Raptors, of course, but seven defensive rebounds, which tied Scotty Barnes for the team high. And his defense on Bam Adebayo was really, really impressive. Bam had an awesome, awesome game when Scotty Barnes was defending him. Pascal switching onto him meant pretty much the end of Bam's offensive potency. It was one of the best adjustments that the Raptors made. And credit to Pascal for keeping his fouls down after being taken out of the game early on because of fouls, an offensive foul that, you know, maybe he didn't deserve once again, but them's the breaks and he just played about as good defensively as you can on BAM as a primary and his court coverage outside of that. I think people should be, you know, you've seen however many games in a row where Pascal has been just awesome on defense. Granted, he got back cut twice and he, and he flubbed one rotation as far as I saw, like it's none of these games are flawless. Defense is never, ever perfect, but Wow. Yeah, his his defensive performances the last month, month since he came back from the COVID protocols has just been outstanding, honestly. And once again, he has a game where he's the Raptors' best defender on the floor. He's delivering on that promise. And then just like a smidge behind him as well, OG Ananobi did such a fantastic job blanketing Jimmy Butler. I know he finishes with 12 assists, but that's the Raptors in that over-pursuit. They're kind of chasing guys down. They were a lot more susceptible to the screening actions of Miami in this game. And if you're saying that makes sense because this is the second night of a back-to-back and they're playing guys 40 minutes a night and they just played a game where everybody played over 50, you'd be correct. The Heat were much more effective with their screening actions, with their dribble handoff sequences, guys like Duncan Robinson, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, P.J. Tucker, those types of guys were much more effective in this game against the Raptors because it's tough to just run around and bust through screens and climb over the top and keep up with these guys when you're gassed. And so in the other game, you see that, obviously, Gabe Vincent, he hit a bunch of threes. Guys like Max Strews, Tyler Hero hit some threes in this game. Yeah, but the Heat only took 30 shots from downtown, and they took nearly 80 on the game, got to the free throw line for 25 attempts, and most notably obviously is the fact that Butler had 10 free throws, Bam got to the line 7 times and Bam had 32 points. That and you know Hero, he 6 of his 18 came from 3. That is not super super common for him. He got to the he got to the rim a lot as did Bam and that was because the Raptors were susceptible to the back cuts. The Raptors were susceptible to the off ball motion and that's because I, this doesn't take like a genius to figure out, but they're tired. Back cuts kill you when you're gassed. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they really get after you. And so, even though Butler had 12 assists, I didn't think that was a product of OG, you know, giving him opportunities to create advantage and then him taking, you know, that rotation from the Raptors and get, and it's because he's compromising OG or something. No, I thought OG had a really, really strong game, really suppressing Butler, but. And like 10 shot attempts for Butler in this game, only three made round of applause for OG. First of all, he was on him from the very first possession from the onset. And it's it's just the back cuts and stuff like that that the Raptors were susceptible to. And even in some cases, just super sloppy rotations where the Raptors are running out. You know, I talked about this with the Hawks where the Raptors are making the same rotation with two guys and the Raptors are being left in difficult situations in this game, there was that, yes, but there were just straight-up missed rotations and completely bungled rotations between two guys, between three guys, where nobody switched. A guy dropped down, said, yeah, I've got here. The other guy didn't head out to the guy on, above the break or anything like that. And then when you start playing catch-up, and let's say bigs have to go out above the break instead of smalls, the, the lanes to the rim become a lot more uh, potent for the other team. So that's where a lot of BAM scoring came from and, and Tyler Hero as well. So, But OG, I thought, did a great job on Butler. That lob at the end of the game, super awesome to see um, the Raptors. It looked like we're, they were on the verge of a five-second count you know, violation. And then OG makes a beeline for the rim. Scotty Barnes, big-brained basketball player that he is, saw that, hit him at the peak, little tap-in, little bucket right at the end. And oh my Lord, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about OG put Jimmy Butler in a grave. He he turned the corner on Tyler Hero. Jimmy Butler was like at the bottom left of the charge circle, the restricted area. He steps and he great. Gr- you know what, Jimmy? Great job. Great rule of verticality, man. You did an awesome job. Only that's good for not fouling, but that is not good for stopping OG Ananobi from dunking you into the crust of the earth. They met at the summit and anybody who has ever dunked or jumped really high, you know that feeling when you take the bump in air and you feel like, oh, it elevated me. It wasn't contact. You took the bump and you felt like it gave you like a double jump in Mario. A lot of people listening are going to know that feeling. You felt it before and it felt like, oh my God, I could tear this rim down or something like that. That's what OG got. He kept going up. Butler started going down, and he dunked that. Oh, my God. He could have ripped the rim down, man. It was so, ooh, it was violence out on the court. It was so much fun. Oh, he turned that corner. It's like Tyler Hero wasn't even there. Jimmy Butler thought he was going to do something. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler thought he was Pascal against Jimmy Butler. He's like, let me stuff this guy at the rim. No, sir. Not remotely close dunked into the crust of the earth well done OG in a game that was pretty quiet as far as offensive responsibility towards the end there <whistles> Ooh. hey gum, <gone>, man <laughs> yeah that, that was a great highlight um, that's one of OG's best dunks of his career and it was hyper bounce hyper violence and just uh, if Dr. James Naismith saw that that's what basketball looks like now he would faint he would drop dead be like, what is this game? This barbarism, where are the peach baskets? And okay, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, OG, a very quiet game, but that doesn't mean it was bad. His defense was spot on, and uh, yeah, capped off with the tip in at the end that dunk. And uh, he didn't hit any threes, which is typically a big part of OG's game, but he uh, he put some pressure on the heat. And as far as the guy making a difference in this game, you really felt it on the defensive end, Fred wow, Uh, Fred deserves a lot of credit in a game that you could tell he was laboring. Like, once again, and and this speaks to how far Fred has come as a player, as a point guard. You saw it against the Hawks, and I believe Fred had double-digit assists against the Hawks last night. And maybe the most impressive thing is that Fred had an off game against the Hawks. He still finished with 11 assists. Then you look at this game, where Fred no doubt is having an off game again. He had two Field goal attempts in the first half. And I like on Twitter, I saw many fans saying, should have just rested Fred tonight, like as if you're not going to get anything from him. He ended up going to the free throw line 11 times in this game 11 shots taken. He took nine in the second half. He finished with 21 points, six assists, and three steals. The dig downs had much better timing in this game. I like, I thought he had a really nice defensive performance and his ability to get downhill and make. The Heat pay for fouling him. It's just that has never been a huge part of his game. But in, in a game where he was struggling to kind of shake loose, the burst wasn't really there. He still generated enough offense by getting to the line and being gritty. Well done, Fred. Like, go on, son. That is just remarkable basketball to be that that uh, resourceful to, to find your own offense. 21-4, 6-3, and, and a block. Sheesh, Fred good for you man and then the the young guys Precious Achua, Scotty Barnes Scotty um fresh office selection or hot office selection to the all well, not the all rookie team the rising stars rookie team Precious the sophomores rookie team and you know Precious geez, he had 12 and 7 in this game hit two threes one of them came early on but one of them came during the raptors the you know it's not the funk fest quartet But it's certainly a funky group. We were looking at Delano Banton, Chris Boucher, Precious Achua, OG Ananobi, and... uh, Or sorry, Chris Boucher wasn't on the floor. Banton, Ananobi, Siakam, Barnes, and Achua were on the floor, and they had a 10-0 run because they accessed the funk. The Heat didn't know what they were looking at defensively. The Raptors were getting turnovers, getting runouts on offense, and in that 10-0 run, you get a three from Pascal in the corner, you get a three from Precious in the corner, that's like found money, man. You're getting shooting from the guys who typically aren't giving you that much from the three-point line. I mean, Pascal, he's, he's been awesome, like really fantastic. But he has reduced his attempts from three-point land only to taking like really high quality looks. And he hit that one to tie the game at 85. Oh, impressive basketball. And then Scotty, honestly, with a, a pretty mixed bag in this game, he had a really tough time with Bam. And and that's obviously a little bit disappointing for him after in their first matchup, he just did so good. He was playing drop. Sometimes he was switching. Sometimes he was the nominal center on defense. And he really had a great game contesting BAM, his airspace and, you know, playing uh, prevent defense as far as getting the ball away from him and just helping the Raptors kind of neuter so many actions that are BAM centric on the heat. And in this game, that just really wasn't there. Bam came out with a lot more poise, way more aggression as a cutter off ball. It wasn't just the plays where Bam's on ball and it's like a dribble handoff keeper play. It was that Bam knew that Barnes does like to wander on defense, does like to hang out a lot of different places and knew that there were opportunities for him to cut in. And Barnes was a little bit spacey defensively today. And so Bam made him pay for it scotty will no doubt adjust but it was a difficult game for him at the very least he helped close out quite a few defensive possessions seven boards on the the defensive glass and offensively i mean scotty this was a tough game for him because the heat are a good defensive team and the heat know how to pack the paint and you can see like pascal in this game probably should have finished with 20 plus points some of those you know shots couldn't go in and but Pascal is a better driver than Scotty at this point in time, and especially against a team that's going to stunt and double and do all kinds of stuff to you on the drive. It won't ever give you a straight line drive, hardly. Um, Scotty was in a tough position to try and make his own offense or kind of find empty pockets of space to cut into. The Heat did a good job, but not against Gary Trent Jr., you know? <laughs> so, hell yeah. Boucher, um, an underwhelming game, no doubt about it. For the same reasons that Barnes struggled, you can see why Boucher might. And uh, Precious that it's just, he had an awesome game. He was able to imprint upon this in certain ways, and so that was nice to see. But Boucher it was much quieter, and that's fine. He's been so good off the bench for such a long stretch at this point. You get some down games. Banton, a short stretch, no doubt about it, but two points, one rebound. Three assists. It's because he's pushing in transition, man. He's getting the ball up there, and he was part of that funky lineup in the 10-0 run, and he had a bad stretch in the first half, he, like he really did. But in the second half, he latched onto to another one of those funky, you know, lineups, and there you go. Bob's your uncle, right? Uh, Joseph champenny, nothing of note really going on for him there, but that's uh, them's the breaks. At least they played eight guys tonight, so it's... Uh, <laughs> The Raptors remain, like, still at this point, one of the best third-quarter teams in the NBA, if not the best. Their, their, dif- their point differential is pretty absurd in the third quarter. and So, once again, they fell down to halftime, but they found themselves right back in it, dude. It was, it was totally awesome to see what happened there. Really great compete level. Just huge, huge fan. Reggie M's Award, I'm giving it to Precious Achua. Any guy who comes off the bench gives you 12 and seven, can test some shots at the rim, helps lock some stuff down in a short little stint. That's that's prime Reggie Evans real estate. I gotta tell you, and so yeah, especially on a night where he got an accolade, you know, he's on the Rising Stars game. Good for him, and you know, some people were like, "Wow, you know, does he deserve it? Does he whatever? Who cares? Because you know he's on the team now. So, I mean, he's not gonna re- hes not gonna litigate that. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. He's he has an accolade. He's going out into the world saying, hell yeah, I'm a rising star. And he comes out in this game and gives the Raptors plus, plus, plus. Love that. Well done, Precious. And any guy who's a part of big runs, and you know, Precious, when he's in those funky lineups with the other big dudes, that's that's when that stuff shakes out. That's when that stuff happens. It's all, It's been something that's been happening quite a lot this season. It's really fun to watch. And yeah, the the funky lineups are always going to be near and dear to my heart. And the 10-0 run being part of what they did tonight was really great. So, yeah. Uh, the quick reaction comments won't load. So, I can't respond to a comment, unfortunately, everybody. Uh, so, I'll pretend that somebody said, Holy smokes, Gary Trent Jr. is incredible at shooting the basketball. And i will say, Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> he really is. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks for writing in. Somebody wrote in, but I can't see it, so them's the breaks. Uh, Yeah, hope you enjoyed listening, whether you got into it in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day, and goodbye.